And the high road is not choosing between the good and the bad. Anybody can do that. You can do that without God. But the high road is choosing between the good and the best, and always choosing the best. Welcome back to the Baptist Friends Podcast with Dr. Clarence Sexton, where we gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism. Today we are answering difficult questions about the COVID-19 virus. We are joined by a world expert scientist on nanotechnology, Dr. Matthew Whiteside. Question number two. Will the vaccine contain aborted baby tissue? It is very likely and very possible. Um, can, you, can you tell us a little bit about abortion as an industry yes, and sir. fetal tissue as an industry and why, why it would be in some vaccines? Correct. So the idea behind aborted babies, has this is not a new idea. This isn't something that in 2020 we thought we should use these aborted babies. The original idea from this is much, much older than that. Um, the original cell line for the aborted baby tissue originated in 1966. 1966, and I would like you to write this down. You should definitely tell your people about this. Uh, the cell line is called MRC-5, and it stands for Medical Research Council Cell Strain 5. You might think, that sounds like just some cell strain. That means nothing, and it's because scientists, many scientists have dehumanized what you're actually getting through these cell strains. Now, what do you mean by dehumanized? By dehumanized, I mean if someone said, oh, this has MRC5 in it, you just think, I don't know what that is, and that's what will be on the black label. But I just want to read you quoted what MRC5 truly is. MRC5, the Medical Research Council Cell Strain 5, is a diploid human cell culture line composed of fibroblasts originally developed from research deriving from the lung tissue of a 14-week-old Aborted Caucasian male fetus. Sorry, it chokes me up. Because we dehumanize what is actually happening. It means that it means that you can take the human out of it and call it some cell line, MRC5, or any other um, aborted fetus that has been used for this process, because this is just the original one. There are many, many, many others. Um, but just to be clear, what this means is a murdered child has been replicated its cells over and over and over again and injected into millions upon millions of humans. That's so, the truth. So what is the advantage of getting cells from a fetus in your body? Based on modern science, sir, there is no advantage. We have many other ways to do this. However, there, just like you said, there is an industry associated around this. So in other words, this, this is a uh, the, the fetus or the baby, the human being, the be human being. becomes a product correct. that is correct. That is sold in an industry correct. just like you would raise vegetables yes, sir. And, and sell it for food. These, yes, sir. these babies are ab aborted correct. to be used in the abortion industry. That's correct. And, and how, how else are they used? That is a wonderful question. I, uh, it triggered my mind right when you had just said that, that we're talking about vaccines right now. We're talking about vaccines, but the truth is, is you can't hardly drink a soda or a soft drink this day that wasn't tested on these exact aborted fetal tissues or many other strains like them. And if you don't believe me, I would strongly suggest that you just look in to things like this, a makeup product that is being put on our faces or a cream that's being put on your skin. 
More than likely, it was first tested on aborted fetal tissue. What do you mean by tested? Um, they would test it on the tissue for many reasons. For instance, will it be taken up into a cell and be harmful to a human? Um, and these are the ways that you could have a cell line that you could test in the laboratory that can be bought and can be regulated and can be confirmed to be uh, human tissue that the scientific studies can take place. So human tissue, and they're not going around killing adults, they are not. men and women, but they're taking the human tissue Correct. of a baby oh, yes. and then using it for as many ways as possible. So there are industry industries that are paying correct for this ingredient and the ingredient yes is a part of a human being that's correct i would look at every single black label on everything you buy and look for the words mrc5 or fetal tissue or anything that uh anything that you don't know you should look up uh to see what the names are they they call it by many different names sometimes they just call it cell culture but you have to ask yourself the question who's cell culture so and how more likely than not, it's a human aborted fetus. So how, how, how do we get to the place where we let this industry exist, and we're and we're benefiting from it? Yes, we are. And we just get to the place where we're so hardened about it, or so accustomed to it. The culture now incorporates it, and we accept it. How does that happen? I, you know, partly through deception, partly through misinformation. I mean, when's the last time you looked on the back of your soda and read what was in it? When's the last time you looked up the website for your soda and thought, well, I wonder what they're really putting in this? Um, it's, it's knowledge, Pastor. We've been, we've been conditioned to accept things the way they are presented to us rather than digging a little bit deeper and realizing what's really going on. Now, we're talking about not jumping to every imagination and con as a conclusion but uh, we're not suggesting that every soda we drink has fetal tissue in it no we're not suggesting that every soda you drink has fetal tissue in it but you should you should use discernment at this point to maybe look into which ones possibly might so at the same time we're talking about dealing with the spirit of Antichrist that's correct dehumanizing dehumanizing and so at the same time, when we're dehumanizing, um, well, I'm going to go to a third question. Yes, sir. We may have to come back. All right. Uh, will the vaccine, if they come up with a vaccine for this COVID-19, yes, guarantee our immunity? No, sir. There is no guarantee of any vaccine that has ever existed. Uh, for instance, I'm not sure if many of you knew this or not, but you should write some of these numbers down. They are straight from the CDC and WHO. Um, if you look at just the flu vaccine, um, it's only 40 to 60% reliable. That means that 40 to 60% of the people that get a vaccine for the seasonal flu still get the seasonal flu. If you look at a child that has had 72 immunizations, it turns out they're only about 75, sometimes 85% reliable meaning that they're still vulnerable, even though they got 72 vaccinations, they're still vulnerable to many of those 72 so-called illnesses. Um, when you look at the final product of all this, you have to ask yourself a simple question. And that question is, you know, if there's 212 vaccines being made for the COVID-19 right now, how many do they want to give you? And what's the pros of that? And what are the cons of that? Do you know what's in it? Are we going to take all 212? 
Well, it's been suggested that at the University of Tennessee, as soon as they get a vaccination, yes, sir, that no student will be allowed to come to school without having that vaccination. Now, you're saying that the students are conditioned now just to line up and take the vaccination, and then they could use an instrument almost like a, a cell phone? Correct. A cell phone or something. And device. read the person's body to see if... That is absolutely and, correct. And the way they know it, because included in the vaccine as a part of it are these nanoparticles, these marks. That's correct. And they are, they illuminate. They illuminate. That correct. sounds like the strangest thing in the world. It's, it sounds like high, it sounds like, uh, you know, we're watching Star Trek or something of that nature. So where are these things in your body and your bloodstream and your, they would be, they would be embedded into your skin. So they would be embedded into your skin and they would stay there for the, pretty much the determination of your life. Mm. But if you took the vaccination. Yes, sir. And people are frightened. You see, fear is a great controller. Yes, sir, it is. And the devil uses it. Oh, yes, they do. Yes, he does. And as a matter of fact, God says, well, God says in his word, let me just read this passage. I'm going to leave from here and go to a funeral service. I'm going to read this from Hebrews chapter 2. The Bible says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, meaning Christ took upon flesh and dwelt among us. Yes, sir, he did. God bless him. That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So Satan uses these things, this fear of death. Yes. And it's, it's a motivator for some things. So I some see. people now are isolated themselves. Yeah. They are withdrawing from things. They're avoiding everybody. Thank you for joining us on the Baptist Friends Podcast. Dr. Matthew Weissau will continue this discussion on our next episode. Be sure to subscribe today as we continue to gather around truth, friendship, and world evangelism.